Hello and welcome everyone to another of Chandra's tales. Today we read the letter Sita writes to her unborn daughter. Sita's letter to her unborn daughter. Dear Pakhi, yes, I always wanted to call you a little bird. Why a bird? So that you could have wings to fly and soar high up. Higher than the clouds, beyond anyone's reach, nobody could catch you or pin you down. Probably you may get a chance to speak to the wispy clouds, the ones that dissolved so mysteriously. Some of them might even take you along their eternal journeys across the skies. Pakhi, you may even fly close to that great orange-red orb in the sky. Feel its searing heat. I'm sure my little angel will make friends with the great sun god. Maybe even the sun god will envy your freedom. The magical sunbeams will be partners in your adventures. Like a sunbeam, you flood my life with light and color. My darling daughter, yet to be born. How many dreams I weave for you. You will get to see the many colored rainbows. Paki, you might teach them to do a tap dance with you. My little bird, don't be afraid as I was when I was young of the loud, of the loud rumbling of thunderstorms or the lightning that might come in your path. I would cling to Amma's sari and hide my face in her lap. I would close my eyes and think that by burying my head deep, my troubles would go away. From this collage of fantasies, your round face emerges full of laughter. Paki, you have the eyes of a doe and they are filled with endless mirth and gamine mischief. Unlike mine, that are always scared to admit even hope. The grey-blue pupils clouded permanently in a silent grief were the objects of endless admiration at some point of time. But why am I talking about myself? Your eyes are grey-black, but they also have shades of mysterious blue and purple in them. Depending on your mood and fancy, more blue or purple. Yes, yes, I can hear your gurgling laughter trying to coax my straight lips into a smile. I can see your dimpled smile, the divine voice that will hold me enthralled forever. Do all mothers dream like this? Did Amma also yearn for me as I do for you, Paki? I was obviously not her favorite. Current, my little brother, was everyone's darling. Tall, slender, quiet and dreamy. He epitomized the concept of an obedient son. While I would be engaged in endless arguments with Amma, Karan would slip off, emerging only when the storm was over. Why did you name me Vedehi? I must have asked Amma a hundred times. What's wrong with the name? We all want to be like Sita. She is a Devi and worshipped by all. Amma was clearly irritated. But Vedehi was an orphan. Found at the tip of a plough, abandoned alone, I persisted. Men also have names like Sita Ram, Sita Raman, the revered gods of our epics. Would you have preferred to be called Surpanakha? Amma was enraged. Sita, the epitome of silent suffering, while Surpanakha gave in to her wanton desires. Both extreme characters in the epic Ramayana. 
I sometimes wished I were like Surpanakha, clearly stating my wish and going about it in a, it in a single-minded manner. I have always succumbed to pressure, always trying to please Amma and now Varun, creating chaos in the process and finding myself always in the wrong. Varun, you know, is your elusive father, Paki. He was such a fun, such a fun to begin with. He would challenge me to do the wildest things possible, setting me free or was I just slowly yielding to his way of thinking? Whatever it was, it was intoxicating. I experimented first with alcohol, cigarettes and then gradually with drugs. It was my way of getting back at Amma. Who was she to tell me what I should do with my life? Did she ever explain why she came home so late at night? Her sudden absences? Amma never knew that I would be watching from my window, how she swayed and barely managed to get to her room. She would say work, political work kept her out late, that she was providing us with an expensive education and trying her best so that we would have every advantage in life, which she didn't. How I hated her obvious lies. Baba had died, leaving her a young widow. She got a job as a school teacher on compassionate grounds. Baba had been teaching in a government high school. Then her well-wishers persuaded her to contest the local municipality elections. Yes, we did lead a materially more comfortable life after that. But Paki, I just wanted those leering hanger-ons to be thrown out of the house. There was a particularly crude, well-built one who always stared at me in an offensive way. One day, he said, as soon as Vede is... Ah, soon Vede, he can also contest the state assembly elections. We need some young people in the party. There was general laughter and smirking among the men seated in the room. I will never ever join politics. Politics is the last resort of the scoundrels. I just flung open the door and walked out in a half. Later, I could hear Amma's apologetic voice. She is still too young, doesn't know how to talk to her elders. Oh yes, we had fireworks between Amma and me. Maybe the anger and rage brought me closer to Varun. Amma wished me to portray the male Sita myth. And then maneuver the men to get my way. Why? Because if you play the game by their rules, you can still beat them, the men. And yet they'll feel they have used you. It's a comfortable arrangement for everyone. Sita symbolizes sacrifice, a woman's greatest virtue, according to patriarchal traditions. She has infinite forbearance, justice remains a dream, equality and absurdity and suffering everyday reality. But Amma, you would give speeches exhorting the poor and the downtrodden to demand equality. You espouse the cause of justice? Was it all a grand sham? Hypocrisy in its ultimate form? Amma, you never believed a word of what you stated so loudly and vehemently. Oh, Varun, why did you do this to me? You, we had dreamt so many things together. What went wrong? Do you remember the V for victory? Has the two-fingered how the two-fingered symbol was a bond that separated us from the rest. 
V for Vaidehi and V for Varun. I would add V for Valentine. Amma blamed all my deviant behavior on Varun. She disliked him intensely. That boy will lead you to your ruin, she said, more in anger than concern. He has no job, just an average student. He comes from a family of petty shopkeepers. I could get you a much better marriage proposal, if it is marriage that you want. Amma was coaxing almost as much as she was capable of. I can manage my life without your help, Amma, I replied. After that, there was a general coolness between Amma and me, but I had Varun to turn to for solace. Amma, did you feel abandoned and neglected? Once I did hear you weep on the phone to Karan, but then I thought that it was a ploy you were using to turn even Karan away from me. I was surly and rude when Karan came home for his winter holidays. Not that Karan would ever touch on any contentious issues. He withdrew into his shell. Paki, we imprison ourselves in walls of our own making. The delirious joy when I received the job offer from the Times of India, the happiness was marred by Varun's constant rejections. All my energies went in trying to bolster his self-confidence. I was beginning to feel the strain and felt that I couldn't carry on like this any longer. He had turned suspicious and possessive. It was difficult trying to prove my innocence again and again. After one such tumultuous fight, he was overcome with remorse and started hitting his head on the wall. The thin stream of blood had me confused. Was I not capable of sustaining any relationship? First Amma, then Karan and now Varun were all drifting away from my life. A quick marriage followed with the promise that Varun would concentrate on running a car rental service. Some uncle of his already had a successful venture and he would enter into a partnership by putting in a small capital. Borrowing from my savings and whatever Baba had left for me raised the capital. Paki, I did have a brief period of domestic bliss. Then the questions began, when would you have a baby? Initially all this amounted to an irritation and I would smilingly say soon. My angel, why this agonizing wait? My fulfillment lay in being a mother. My mind and body hungered for the soft, cuddly touch of a baby, that special bond which excludes the whole world, yes, even the father, exists only between a mother and her child. Then gradually not having a child became a matter of concern, so much so that I have spent a fortune on medical investigations. The amount spent on appeasing the gods remain unaccounted for. Paki, everyone plays on your fears. They hit you the hardest where it hurts most. Even Varun wouldn't spare me. I was taunted as a bad woman. An incomplete life. A life without meaning. Meanwhile, how I yearned for you, Paki. You were real. You existed. You understood my agony. But then you were good at playing hide and seek. It was just that much more difficult to catch you. Although I had caught a glimpse of you, I could hear your silvery laughter bouncing off me like moonbeams, but you would slip away. Probably you couldn't hear my bear my torment any longer, so you came. That was probably the happiest day of my life. The stars sparkled with a magical luminosity, sharing the mystery of the cosmos with me. Yes, the universe was hidden in me. How the world around me changed as well. I was complimented on my glowing complexion. But where was Varun? 
he appeared relieved and in between his drunken bouts even concerned about my health but once you were with me darling i needed no one the whole world appeared vague and dizzy fuzzy one heard and reacted to events of the day but it was like watching the horizon from the wrong end of the telescope then Paki, I was again rudely awakened from my reverie. You must take the test, first from well-meaning relatives, then insistence from Varun. But why on earth? We want a son. A grim reminder of my role. Only the mother of a son has any meaning in this society. All my pleas fell on deaf ears. Paki, my darling, I tried to explain my child. Boy or girl is precious to me. I have conceived after so many years. How can one... In this day and age, discriminate on the basis of gender. Varun very cunningly got my daughter, doctor to convince me of the immunosynthesis to detect possible genetic defects, to rule out Down syndrome specifically. I felt hemmed in, Paki, I felt violated, but I bore up. I couldn't care less, even if they declared that my baby was suffering from Down's syndrome. I was confident that my angel would be perfect. Then the inevitable happened. The doctor came out with such a gloomy look that my heart heart lurched out. Tell me, doctor, what's wrong? Was that my voice, so shrill and high-pitched? It's a girl. He almost whispered it, as if he were pronouncing a death verdict. So, I was bewildered. I was beginning to hear joyous songs of dance. The frowning and disapproving faces of Varun and his family started a roar. Drop it. A girl child, what will you get? At best, she will turn out like you and ingrate. Run away with some scoundrel. Better not to have any child than have a daughter. Like Sita, I am all alone. My soul is in exile. Paki, you will not abandon me, will you? My angel, I write so that someday you will understand the grief beneath the laughter. You are the reason of my existence, my sanity. With you holding my hands, I hope to touch the shimmering colors of the rainbow. Why do you weep, my little angel? We'll always be together, won't we, Paki? What is that? What is it that distresses you? Paki, you are a brave and brave and strong. Together we will conquer the world. No, no, Paki, I will not let you go. The odds might be heavily stacked against us, but you will fight. we will fight and survive. What is it that you say? You don't want to be another Sita? Abandoned by father, husband and family? No, Paki, listen, don't go. You're ever hopeful, Ma.